How's it going, everybody? Welcome back for episode seven of Self-Signed Artist. Or is this even episode seven? This is like 6.5. Yeah, 6.5. So this is part two of an episode that we were doing on creative income streams for you and your music in your business. Uh, we made it through five points, uh, but we had a whole bunch more last episode. So uh, we decided to split it up and hit you with some more today. So if you didn't listen to the first one, I mean, you'll still get some out of this one, but make sure you go back and listen to episode six also, because you'll get more, more points out of it. So yeah, let's roll the intro and then we'll get right into it. You're listening to Self-Signed Artist, the podcast that helps independent musicians run their brand like a business. Now, your hosts, Kobe Nelson and Jake Mannix. So before we get into this episode here, Kobe brought up some pretty cool news, some pretty cool statistics to me before we got going on this this recording. Kobe, would you like to share any of those with us? Sure, yeah. Um, so I just want to say thank you to everybody for making this an awesome launch. We posted four episodes to kind of kick off this podcast. And in the first two days, I think, we got over, over 200 streams and 40 five-star reviews mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts, which is pretty sweet. So if you if you were tuning in then um, or if you left a review, thank you. That was pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank and if you, you haven't you. haven't left a review yet, go, go leave a five-star review. Go leave a review, dude. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Kick it off. Yeah, let's kick it off. You want to you do the first one, Jake? Yeah, I'll do it up. So starting off from where we left off last time, after five comes number six. Sell recordings. <laughs> <laughs> sell recordings of your live shows at the shows. And I can speak on this. Kobe, I'm just learning that that you used to play in bands and I had no idea about that up until like two weeks ago. A long time ago. Right. So yeah, same. I haven't played in a in a band in a while, but this is something we used to do, but we were not good, not even nearly good enough to sell a live recording because we were so <laughs> sloppy live. And who was going to buy that anyway? Like we were 14, dude, and we were playing metal and it was just not good. You know? Hey, you're already ahead of the game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, I mean, if you have a good front of house engineer at the venue, one venue that I know up here that does that is Upstate Concert Hall. Uh, It used to be called Northern Lights for the OGs out there. They do that at their front of house desk. You can record a live mix of your show yourself or from the front of house guy and sell it on flash drives when the show is done or at the next show. This also allows fans to relive the experience that they had at their show over and over again whenever they feel like it, which can be pretty cool. I know I've definitely done that with with live recordings back in the day. Even live DVDs, dude. Live DVDs, Kill Switch Engage, live DVD was sick. I think it's like especially cool though if it's a concert that you were at. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've never had that experience. Have you? To, to get a live DVD of a concert. A live DVD at. or recording. I mean, aside from like YouTube and stuff, but like. No, yeah. So that, I mean, that's kind of, I think the cool thing about this as an idea is that if you do it at a live show, if you can work out a way to do it at a live show and sell it at the end of that show wow. to the people that were at the show, that's kind of like a unique and like exclusive feeling keepsake for your fans. So rather than just like 
getting a tour t-shirt or whatever it is, you have a recording of the concert that you were at. And that's just kind of like a little extra bonus. So, I mean, this logistically might be a little weird or a little crazy, but I know of bands that do this and make it work and, and do pretty well at it too. And these aren't just big bands either. Like some smaller bands do this pretty successfully as well. So I think that's an awesome, awesome idea. I just have a question because I'm wondering this myself and I'm sure someone out there is how can you take the, 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 the set that you just played and, you know, get the, the hard physical copy of it, the, the flash drive or whatever, and then produce 20 to 50 to a hundred to however many of those to sell within the time it takes you to load your stuff off the stage and then get to the merch table. So I actually know um, of a couple bands that do this and I mean, they kind of do it exactly how you would think that they do it. It's, it's a pain at the end of a concert. They have printed, like they've divided up uh, a live mix. So as they're actually recording the concert and everything, they're splitting between individual songs as they go through the whole set list and naming them as they go. And then at the end of the show, they have kind of a a master one and they literally make copies one at a time. It's fast since they're like fast little USB drives and the files aren't big, but they they just like afterwards they crank them out. I I don't know if they make, I think they make like kind of like what you said, like 20 or something up front or 10 or 20 up front. And then if they need more, they just like make more as they go. So that's just the front of house engineer, their extra job at the end of the concert is just to make copies of everything. So do they have their own front of house guy? Is that how they get they it done do. so fast? They do. Yeah, they tour, they tour with a front of house person. Nice. And I mean, there are like different levels of this that I guess you could do. If It might be kind of difficult if you don't have a person that you bring with you to shows who does your sound for you on every show. Mm-hmm. Then, I don't know, you, you might have trouble getting the front of house engineer at any given venue to do this for you. (laughs) But I mean, you could have your front of house person do it. Or if you have a real big team or have room for another person on your team, you could have somebody whose job is specifically to create a mix live for the recordings to sell at the end of the the show. So they're kind of different levels that you can take that idea to, I think. Yeah. So for the next idea we have for you, money-making idea, This one's kind of one that's near and dear to us, (laughs) and that's number seven, which is to host a podcast for the music scene in your city or your surrounding area. So money money from podcasts can be a little bit of a tricky thing. Our podcast right now is not monetized yet. Maybe someday we will. But if you can build a community around a podcast or something like that where you're getting steady flow of people tuning in and listening to you, a steady flow of downloads and things like that. And you can, and you have enough, you can get advertisement placements where, where businesses will basically bid on places on placements inside your podcast. And if, if you want to go, if you want to get started with this earlier than kind of waiting for the sort of normal ad placement opportunities to show up through whatever host your podcast is on, you could approach local businesses. And, and this is something that I've seen happen in a couple local podcasts around me, not even not even to do with music, just podcasts in general, where uh, a podcast will approach a local business and be like, would you like to sponsor our podcast? We talk to this type of person in our audience. Our audience is made up of these types of people. 
and we think they would really be into your business. So we, if you'd be interested, we'd like to um, kind of team up and I don't know, I've, I've never actually done this. So I don't know what the best wording for <laughs> requesting a sponsorship would be in any given situation, but you can approach businesses and kind of offer a, a win-win situation where you're going to talk up their business, put little ads in your episodes or something like that for their business in exchange for some sort of monetary sponsorship. You can also use a podcast as a platform to, you know, set up your own. You can ha- kind of advertise for yourself in a podcast or say you're putting on shows in the area. If you have a podcast about your local music scene, I mean, that podcast is a pretty good place to let people know that there are going to be shows in your area that you're putting on. So that can be a good way to kind of get the word out about your the things that you have going on in your artist business and kind of serving your audience at the same time. So it can kind of be a, a podcast can be a way to amplify some of the other methods that you might have for making money in your business. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if monetizing a podcast is always going to be the most viable option for somebody, especially just starting a podcast, but it can be a way to kind of get people to your business and kind of raise awareness about your business. Mm-hmm. Number eight would be create a fan club slash get crowdfunded. Hmm. Some platforms for this are Patreon, Twitch. I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones. Exclusive free merch for supporters. Kobe, what does that look like? Exclusive, some some examples of exclusive free merch. Like for, for Patreon or something like that, I could see... I, I actually have a buddy who has, has done some of this too, where... You have a Patreon, so people who are paying monthly to be part of this community. And when he puts out new merch items, he sends them to people. So whether that's a little, I mean, usually this isn't going to be your more expensive merch items, but it's kind of like things that as a Patreon supporter, you know that when something new comes out, it's going to, it might get sent your way. So you're kind of like part of that community and you feel like you're, you're a part of a bigger the bigger picture with this artist. So it can be a a really cool way to build up ties with people, that sort of exclusive merch. Mm -hmm. Fan club, I I don't know if I would make something and call it a fan club. I feel like- never do that. that, Yeah, that's a little (laughs) weird to me. Unless it's for Aaron Carter in 2004. Right, right, right. (laughs) But I think the idea there is to to create a community that is- crowdfunding you because people will get behind an artist that they really really like what no matter the size of the artist i think yeah yeah so i guess free doesn't necessarily mean you're giving them something for free because they're already supporting you with exactly i think that's kind of the key there gotcha okay so another another little tidbit for for the fan club slash crowdfunding is uh sneak peeks of new music or videos so Everything on Patreon is behind uh, a paywall. So once someone, you know, contributes to or becomes a Patreon of you, they'll get access to those things. And you can have different different levels and there's different ways you can go about it on each platform. But you can you can offer them, you know, I've got this new song coming out. Here's the first 30 seconds. I've got this new music video coming out. Here's my favorite scene from it. Just like yeah. little bits. Or even like the whole thing early. Right, like right. you get to see it before everybody else right. or something like that. Right. Like a day or a week or something. And there's there's a sense of exclusivity. So they'll feel like they're 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 getting their value out of. And you are giving them 
you know, right. some sort of value because they're supporting you and they like the, the, your, your music or your, your art or whatever you're doing. It's almost rewarding people for supporting you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Giving back in a way. Right. And the last one would be concert perks, VIP style. So that could look like, you know, you get in, you get into the, the venue a little bit early. You get sound check. You, you get to see the band sound check or you get the, the photo shoot with the band afterward or you get a, a, a T-shirt or early access to the, to the front of the line, the express line or something like that. So you can get to the barricade and see your favorite, yeah. favorite singer, which is all sick. It's all sick. It's all awesome. And it's all stuff that fans want. True. And I think the... I think the reason that more artists don't take advantage of this is that there's kind of the perception that you have to be a giant artist in order mm-hmm. for anybody to like want to do this. Yeah. And I really think that that's not true. And I think you'd really be surprised. A lot of artists would really be surprised at what people are 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 willing to support you for. Like people like being a part of a community mm-hmm. and even small exclusive communities. Like there's something to be said for not being a giant artist and having this community yeah. um, that people feel like they can be a part of. So I, I would encourage people to look into that. Even if you if you don't think you have enough people as as part of your following to make this a huge moneymaker, maybe it's not a huge moneymaker, but it's another income stream. So that's kind of what we're giving you, these extra income streams. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the next ones, we've got number nine, and, and this is to create and sell your own branded sample packs. And I'm sure this is something that is out there on the internet as another suggestion of a way to make extra money as a musician. I kind of want to put a twist on it and say, if you're going to make a sample pack, like make something weird. <laughs> like don't just go out and do another kick and snare pack or something like that, that you can get from everybody Like, if you're going to make a sample pack that's branded for you as an artist, brainstorm a bunch of weird ideas and and release it under your artist or band name. And then the key here is to use those samples, is is to actually use those samples in your own music. Like, if there's something that you're doing in your own music, I guess this kind of depends on your style. But if you're using samples in your music and you're making samples for your own music, put them into a pack and sell them somewhere. And... I think the weirder and the more unique, the better here. Like I said, like another kick and snare sample pack maybe wouldn't do too great. But if you're making some, I don't know, like (laughs) I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head right now, sounds of broken concrete and bricks, you know, like I, that was the first thing that came to my head. I don't know if that would work. Maybe that would work. Maybe that could be some cool percussion. Make them sound sick. Yeah. If you can figure out a way to use that in your own music and you're already making those things, bundle them up and sell them. Fun fact, Kobe used scissors as hi-hats in the production in one of my songs. That's true. Yeah. Forgot about that. (laughs) But I didn't make the scissors. Oh, uh, actually, you know what? I actually yeah, did. I think you did. You, you I did. Yeah, I recorded yeah. those scissors. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. 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 I'm not following my own advice. I have not released a sample pack of, <laughs> of household items <laughs> as percussion or anything. Maybe, Maybe you I should. should. <laughs> How about number 10? Should we get into it? Yeah. That's it. Help support local businesses with collaborations. So that that's looking around your community, 
find a cool business and try to think of a way that you and your music and your brand could benefit them. And then the, propose a well thought out collaboration idea to that business. This could be anything that is mutually beneficial for you and that business or the organization. Yeah. I think the key there that you said that I really liked is you're trying to think of something that can benefit them. Not yourself. Right. I think so many people, this goes with like music too, like goes with music everything. collaborations. Just relationships in general, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's so true. Like people approach others for collaborations where they're like, do you want to, <laughs> you want to do a collaboration with me? I think your music could really benefit my whatever, you know? Right. Like it's right. all about getting something. Mm-hmm. So I think that was key. I'm glad you said that. That can benefit them. Yeah. Maybe teaming up to do a show series with a local art gallery where you and a photographer create work around a shared idea or a concept. If you have like a theme for your brand, that could be a good place to start. Yeah. Teaming up with a local brewery, make a small batch of craft beer that is exclusive to a series of shows at the brewery. Dude. <laughs> you know? We should we should make a self-signed beer. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. These, these ideas are getting my brain going now. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you can just there's a ton of stuff you can do. And you have to just look around your community and say what's out there that kind of goes along with my brand and how can I help? Yeah. Yeah, the key with collaborations though is to make sure that you're you're benefiting the other party at all times. Yeah. So on to number 11. And this is kind of along the same idea, I think, with collaborating with local businesses we were kind of talking about like events maybe but you can also do collaborative merch and this has a bunch of other kind of different aspects uh, to it from just collaborating like on an event or something like that and you can use this to tap into like multiple markets i think so if you're collaborating with an artist for a concert at a gallery or something like that maybe you could also uh, collaborate with that artist in your niche on merch Uh, So merch for you as an artist or kind of merch for an overall cause. And I think this is the part that really makes this cool. Maybe this isn't an income generator for you yourself, but a way that you can kind of give back to the community as a whole too. I mean, right now there's a ton of stuff going on in the world, protests going all all over the place and stuff like that. So this might be a really cool opportunity to kind of give back to the community as a whole and collaborate with other organizations or business or businesses or artists, visual artists, things like that to create something that you can kind of use to, to give back to your community. Yeah. So that's kind of parallel to that. Maybe not a moneymaker for yourself, but yeah, an interesting idea that, that I think that, that, that kind of stuff is good though, because as you were saying that I thought of this one example, it's not an exact example, but there's a clothing company from here. I think they're in the Albany area, at least the upstate area. They're called Null Void. I don't know if it's Null and Void or just Null Void, but they're sick. Love you guys. I don't even know who they are, to be honest. I don't know who runs it, but what they do or what I've seen them do is collab with artists or, or, or bands or you know whoever's on, on their site. So they 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 just they really put a lot of effort into supporting the the community whether it's through collaboration or they do this thing called um it's either coffee talk or table talk or something where each each week they put out they they have the, a playlist and they put 
uh, new local artists on that. And one of my songs is on there, which is sick, but they, they do it every week. And they're just all about supporting the, the local creative community. I think it's super sick. I don't know if any of my other friends know about them yet. I've posted about them, but yeah, I just do it up because people are going to think it's sick. Yeah. Make a pos- make a positive effort in your community and people are going to think it's sick. Yeah. Cool. Midroll. Got to be quick with this one. Kobe's been kidnapped for the next seven seconds. In order to be released, his bounty is for us to get mm, five-star reviews. So how about this next one? Number 12. Offer unique niche lessons. So yeah, <laughs> take it I away, guess, Cub. This one's on I, you, brother. <laughs> I, I this is yeah one lesson, one thing that I wrote down in our little list of seeds here. And I know I said that I wouldn't tell you to you know give guitar lessons or anything like that. So I think this is a little bit different, <laughs> uh, and kind of a way you can put a twist on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you're just, you can just go out and give guitar lessons or, or drum lessons or something like that. But that market is so so saturated that I think you're unlikely to make great money doing that. So if you're going to offer lessons, I would say to offer something super unique and super niche. So like we were talking about in episode three, I believe it was about niching, niching down, niching down, niching down. Still can't say that word. If anyone knows how to pronounce that word, let us know (laughs) in your review how it's pronounced the word. In your five star (laughs) review, just let us know how that one's pronounced by spelling it n-i-c-h-e because that mm-hmm. will tell us exactly how to pronounce it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so so offer something unique like for example if you're the vocalist in a metal band offer metal vocal lessons like i, I don't know if i've ever seen anybody aside from like what's her name melissa, melissa cross yeah 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 yep i don't think i've seen anybody other than her offer that type of service and I mean, there's got to be people in your community that are are looking for that type of, for help with that type of thing, or maybe even a bigger kind of niche that you could get into that you'd have even more people interested in for lessons would be like producing lessons or like Ableton or Logic or FL lessons. Mm-hmm. Like there are tons and tons of kids out there looking to get into that type of thing and don't really know where to start. So that could be that could be something where... Uh, you could kind of step in and fill that gap. And that could be a a way to kind of build a community around your artist brand too, you know, where you've got a bunch of up and coming people coming up around, around your artist brand. So that could be kind of an interesting, an interesting way to grow a community as well. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, if you're in a band, like if you've been in a band for a while, kind of know what's going on, you could, you could offer to coach younger bands maybe this wouldn't be like weekly lessons or something like that but you can offer help help them develop a stage presence teach them how to headbang properly (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah while while still being able to play (laughs) i'm sick of seeing guitarists and bass players do that tea kettle dude teach them how to headbang (laughs) properly (laughs) (laughs) yeah the tea kettle i've never heard anybody say that but that's so so accurate Yeah, if you if you're an expert headbanger, teach some people how to not do the tea kettle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there there are tons of people out there, regardless of the niche that they're in, that are trying to better themselves in some way. So if you have something that you're really good at that is really specific, 
and it's not readily available out there as a teaching service, then you found a hole in the market that you can monetize. So that can be a really, really good way to kind of up your game uh, in your area. Number 13, become a brand ambassador for a music-related company. Are you well-connected with a lot of other musicians in your area or city? Do you have a decent-sized social media following of other musicians, well, including other musicians as well? Right, yeah. Um, ask, ask some of your, your favorite companies about their ambassador programs or affiliate marketing programs. A lot of them have actually pretty pretty lenient terms, if you will. Fun fact, when I was 15 or 16, I became a brand ambassador or affiliate or endorsed by Silver Fox Drumsticks. And mind you, I was 15 in a not successful local metal band. <laughs> so, so, But I got 55% off, dude. Yeah. You know, and I got to rep their company. So that being said, don't feel like you can't do it because you can. Yeah. Well, I think the key is that like a lot of brands out there for that type of thing, especially smaller brands, like they're just looking for an audience, you know? Yeah. So if you have an audience, no matter what size, like that could be useful to somebody, especially I think if it's a local, a local brand that you're- yeah an ambassador for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you might, you might not get paid money at first, but you might be able to offset some of the recurring costs with a free product or a discount, which is basically money in your pocket. So yeah, that's essentially there. earning money right there. Cause you're, you're not having to pay, <laughs> pay out the stuff that you would normally have to pay out. Right. Right. It's a good point. The thing is, if you focus on local products or local businesses, your audience doesn't have to be as big as you might think in order to make this work. Just because, especially for for locals, they're they're interested on interested in. I don't know. Foot traffic is the right word, but not. No, it wouldn't be a foot traffic. But they're not looking for people from Cleveland to come to Boston Lake, New York, to come to their little coffee shop. They're looking right. for people from. The surrounding areas, you know what I mean? So you don't have to have the biggest following. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be like if you're in a small town and you have a hundred people who are into your music and are like dedicated followers of you. I mean, a hundred people to a local business might be a lot of people. Like that could be mm -hmm. a big number to them. Yeah. You don't need to have tens of thousands of audience members to help the right brand. Yeah. I think that's a, a really good point. Another one that people kind of overlook because they think they're too small. All right, so on to number 14. Mm -hmm. and, and this is kind of a really, really broad one. And, and this could look like a lot of things. So I'm not even going to try to explain every possible scenario. But I'm talking about diversifying your online presence. So let me explain what I mean by that. And I'll use this podcast as an example. So we're a podcast. You're listening to Self-Signed Artist as a podcast. Um, so we can be found, of course, on podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, etc. Duh. Like, that makes sense. We're a podcast. But we also have a new YouTube channel, which provides short-form content similar to what's found in this podcast, but on the YouTube platform in video form. So a slightly different format. We also have a website with a blog 
that is under construction, but <laughs> a blog <laughs> that is that is providing the content in this podcast in written form. So if that's the way that you prefer to consume that content, you can go to the blog and read it. We also have social media accounts, which we're going to be using to give kind of small bite-sized content related to what's found in this podcast. So like, do you see what I'm getting at? We have multiple ways for our audience to consume our content based on their preferences. So whatever way they like to consume content, they can get it. And it's different depending on what the platform is. This makes it so our audience might even tune in on multiple platforms. And if they do, then that's an added bonus. If we were to monetize self-signed artists, we would have many more opportunities to do so because we could we could go for ad revenue from YouTube and ad revenue from the podcast and affiliate marketing deals for both. Like if we mention something on the show and tell you to go buy it, that we, if we were signed up for an affiliate program, we might get a cutback from that. So there's all these, you could do that on social media too. There's all these different ways that you can use your brand in different forms to, to kind of get a kickback in money form. So when, with us, we can reach a greater audience because we can deliver the same message and information in whatever form they prefer to consume it. So for you as an artist, not being a podcast, you're a musician, it might make sense to have your music on streaming platforms, obviously, plus put it out on vinyl, plus have a dedicated website where people can go listen to your music, plus have a whatever TikTok account <laughs> where your music is, is up there, have an Instagram account where your music is being showed up there plus having live shows, plus having live streams, plus putting your music or your extra music, like we already talked about earlier, I think our first point, up on like Epidemic Sound, plus whatever, ringtones. Do, <laughs> do those even exist anymore? Can you even I get a ringtone? I would go crazy <laughs> if one of my clients put out a ringtone, bro. Yeah, I remember when people thought that they were going to be a huge part of the music industry. Remember ring like, back tones? How about that? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't understand any of <laughs> right, it, dude. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it doesn't even matter. Put out a ringtone. Yeah, Diversify. Ring like, do tone. all of those things. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's, it, the more you can do like that, the more opportunity there is to monetize it and, and bring in a little extra trickle of income for your brand. So, that's kind of the point is don't focus. You don't want to be focusing just on streams. If you're focusing just on streams, that's going to be pretty difficult for you. You have mm -hmm. to kind of put out your brand and your music all over the place in a bunch of different forms. So I know that's kind of a general tip and not really like an actionable, you know, like go to this website and sign up for whatever, the Diversify Affiliate Program or whatever. But it's something that you should be thinking about as you're kind of doing all of this maybe put together all previous 13 points or something like there that you, you know what i mean just diversify your overall methods for for bringing income for your brand mm. how about this last one this is a this when i was saying that we were going to get weird on this episode this is the particular point that i was talking about <laughs> number 15 is going to be virtual merch this is this this one is kind of out there. 
or cutting edge, I guess you could say. So yeah, cutting edge, but it, it, not a not a topic that I know a ton about. And I don't know, but it's pro- I think it's probably something that's going to be a growing business in the future. So unless you've been living under a rock, you know that there are video games out there like Fortnite. I've never played it before, but I know it's a thing. <laughs> uh, and and within it. Currently, you can buy virtual things like clothes or, I don't know, branded whatever, right? Am, am I like totally off base? Help me out here, Jake. Yeah, dude. So I remember when I when I told you a little bit about this, one of my first times playing Fortnite was the, the night that they had the Travis Scott virtual concert and it blew my mind. So they had like Travis Scott back, or not Travis Scott, but like you know, exclusive virtual merch that you could buy for your character that had like Cactus Jack written on it or like, I don't know, like the the flaming microphone stand from the Travis Scott meme. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I I think that's just the beginning of that. And, and you know, Travis Scott is a great first person to do it because his his whole image is is being larger than life when he's just a human just like everyone else. But his sound and his his image and his branding is all it feels foreign but in like a great way it feels you know what i'm trying to get at it feels like not of this world if you will yeah and, and right now i mean we were talking about this uh a little while ago and i don't think right now you can go on there and just like you know sell your band t-shirt you, no. you'd have to be like a partner like right. travis got partnered with right. fortnite for that concert and stuff like that yeah yeah the reason we're mentioning this here is that it's a creative way that you might eventually be able to add an income stream to your brand. So when something like that comes out, which I don't know, I have a hard time seeing how it won't with yeah, so, so much stuff to. going towards like virtual experiences and stuff like that. I think at some point you will be able to go up and set up shop on some game, whether it's Fortnite or some other game that comes down the road and be able to market your brand on there. So Mm -hmm. just to kind of keep you on the lookout for new things and be ready to hop on and, and take advantage of that when it comes. Yeah. And if you guys, you know what? I'm super interested in this. This is something that Kobe and I talked about for a while is the virtual merch thing and all the different routes that it could go and, you know, virtual shows and all that. So if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter, or if you want to leave it in a review or email or whatever, let us know what you guys think is going to be like, or will be some trends, some virtual trends that we're going to see in the creative industries. I don't know. I don't even know what they would look like. I think the whole COVID thing as, as bad as it's been for the kind of music industry as a whole I think that is one part of the industry that it is really pushing forward and might not have otherwise gotten to the point where it could be a viable business for for most people for a while. But yeah, if if you're if you're seeing little trends or things like that, let us know about it. Tag us on social media if you see a post about something like that and uh yeah, talk to us in the email that uh we have here. It's podcast at selfsignedartist.com. And you don't just have to email us about this kind of stuff. You can email us about whatever you want. But yeah, we'll look forward to kind of hearing the new stuff that's that's coming up and how people are taking advantage of it. Well, guys, that's it. We gave you 15 points. 
two episodes, one goal. Sign yourself. <laughs> Go make that living. Signing off. This has been Jake Mannix and Kobe Nelson. Kobe Nelson and Jake Mannix. <laughs> Peace out.